Hey guys, how's it going? Matt from Foul Ball Productions here. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you're doing well because I'm doing phenomenally. Thank you so very much. It's the 33rd episode of the MF for Podcast. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Thank you very much for joining me today. I hope that you're having a wonderful uh, afternoon. I uh, haven't had the best morning that I've ever had. Um, so I've talked about having a roommate and, uh, he's a good enough guy. You know, he means, well, we get along. It's all good. I have also my other roommate, Lukey, and his little seat is here. He's not in at the moment, but he might stop by. He might say hello, give the crowd a wave. You know, that's what everyone's really here to see anyway. Um, and, uh, well, my roommate has gotten in this habit of giving Luke treats, which is, you know, sweet. It's a nice gesture. However, it's kind of like I give him treats on like a kind of a reward basis. Like I let him out. Right. And when he comes back in, I give him a treat so that he has the incentive to always come home, you know, or if it's been like a particularly long while, I give him a treat. I don't really always do it. But my roommate, uh, he kind of gave him a treat like every single time he saw him, which was way too much. Because uh, now you're programming him to uh, every time he sees you to expect a treat, right? Which is not good for the cat because now the cat is like mewing until he gets what he wants, you know. And Luke's normally a very well behaved cat. So now today, and this happened a few times, my roommate wakes up really early. He works during the day, I work at night. Uh, and he, he woke up, uh, he wakes up at like six, six thirty. You know, where I wake up at like nine, 10, because I get home at like midnight from work. So it's totally normal. And he wakes up at six and now Luke hears him and he jumps up off the bed and starts mewing at the fucking door to let, to, to go get a treat. And it's like, ugh, it's like, God damn it. So then I have to get him. I open the door to let Luke out so, you know, he can not get a treat because I took them from the kitchen because I want this shit to stop. Um, but uh, but but then, like, now the door's open while my roommate's getting ready. And it's like, it's not his fault. He's getting ready for work. He's got to do what he's got to do. But it just it's like, you know, he's running the fucking blender. And it's just like, oh, my God. And I'm like, I just went to sleep like a few hours ago. It's fucking hell. <laughs> so I fucking just that eventually after he left. And Luke calmed the fuck down. I finally got some sleep, but I just woke up like a little over an hour ago. So, ugh, not the greatest start to the day. I was planning on waking up way earlier and going to the gym, but then my sleep schedule's all fucked up. It's been rough, guys. It's been a rough, rough morning, but that's okay. That's okay. These things happen. This is life. Such is life. Here he is. Here's that little fucker now. Get up here. Say hello to the people. Come on. You can do it. Jump. You're a cat. You can jump straight up that. Do it. Come on. Really? You pussy. Mm. A little disappointed in him. He didn't take the... He wouldn't jump straight up. Anyway, here he is. Look. This is the little pain in the ass. He's driving me crazy. Driving me absolutely fucking nuts. And I just bought a couch. A really nice couch. Not particularly cheap couch. And this little shit loves scratching it. Stop it. And there's nothing I can do to stop him. So I have to, now I got to buy like a little couch cover that's got a scratching post on it. It's just like, <laughs> I love this guy. He's driving me fucking nuts recently. 
It's been a lot. It's been a lot. But anyway, it's not all about me. It's about you, too. Who's here? Sentient Dildo. What's going on, buddy? Good to see you, my friend. Yeah, I like that intro. Do you guys like that intro? I want to know, honestly, because I think it's so fucking cool. But maybe it's it just doesn't match the tone of this show. I don't know. I just wanted, like, a countdown, you know, to kind of, like, give a little ramp time for the live stream. And I was like, I don't know. I want to give you guys something cool to watch. So I gave it that kind of cyberpunky music. And some like awesome visuals of cool movies. District 9, a wildly underappreciated film. I thought that was a universally loved movie. A lot of people don't appreciate it. I think it's fucking brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. But uh, I don't know. I hope uh, <laughs> I if this is the future, we're doomed. Yeah, it wasn't like I planned that, to be completely honest. I just picked like a song that sounded like, yeah, hell yeah, this sounds like it's ramping up into something. And then that part of this is the future, I just put that moment where the Rasinante is spinning and shooting all the PDCs. I was like, oh, that's badass. And then it just happened to be around two minutes, there was another ramp into this is the future. And I was like, all right, let's just end it with the MF for podcast, be in the future. Hail. And I think it is, guys. I do think it is. I do think it's the future. Look, it's going to be some kind of a future. It's going to continue to happen. So it will be in the future. I don't know if that's what's implied by saying this is the future. However, I'm still a fan. Yeah, okay. Bye, Luke. Good to see you, pal. Uh, hello, Papa Cotton. Good to see you, my friend. Papa Cotton has been sharing some recent specials. So I don't know if you guys know Gas Digital. That is Louis J. Gomez's... Um, like comedy network podcast. And recently he's been doing a lot of half hour specials with some comics that are really funny, but don't necessarily have a lot of mainstream uh, play, even though they're like good comics. Lewis is one. Um, he did like did Rogan. Kurt Metzger also did Rogan. Uh, Jordan Jensen, who's really funny, really weird. Uh, but I really like her. And she does a podcast with Ian Fidance called being Ian with Jordan. Which is a really good, this is a really funny podcast. Um, and I guess he's been doing these half hour specials with all these comics. And it's, it's been really cool. Voss did one. And it's like, I really appreciate that. You know, everyone who, I, I still read this. I'm still blown away by people's lack of understanding of the richness of the comedy scene right now. Like, I saw some dude I follow on Instagram. You know, he's in like the nerd sphere. And he's just like, when comics used to be funny. I'm like, dude, comics are hilarious. There are so many good comedians out there that don't play by the rules, that that say what they want, that are articulate, that are good at what they do. It's like a it's a rich world out there and they're putting it on YouTube for free. Absolutely no barrier to entry. YouTube, you don't even need an account. Just show up. And there's so much good comedy. Shane Gillis just put out a new special on Netflix, fucking hilarious. These people, I don't know, man. It's like it's like you want to be blackpilled. I don't understand that, man. The comedy industry right now is probably the best entertainment industry out there. You know, like video games, I think, are still great. I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima. Holy fuck. That game is amazing. If you have the opportunity, I recommend it. It is a perfect game. Uh, really good. But there's also a lot of controversy around it, too, right? Like there's always like, you know, the pronouns in Starfield kind of thing. The everyone's gay and Baldur's Gate, which, you know, those things are true. And those things are a little distracting at times. Um, but uh, but the comedy industry, like, yeah, I guess it has some of that. But there's just, it's a wealth. There's like too much comedy. 
Honestly, I can barely keep up. There's a new special, it seems like, every day of really good comedy. So much. I don't know, guys. I just think it takes just a little bit of looking. It's not like it used to be, but it's like, you know, remember like it in, you know, it's like kind of like how music is now. Like, does anyone find new music like on the radio? I mean, my girlfriend does, I guess, because she listens to like country and country's like a little more vibrant. But for the most part, I'm not like turning on the local rock station or rap station to find the new song. You got to like kind of seek it out. You got to go outside the mainstream avenues and find it. And then you'll find that there's a wealth of good music and stuff out there. And the same goes for comedy. There's so, I can't overstate it. And I don't understand, like, if you want good entertainment and that is your like prime directive and you, you, it's like, just go where it is. You know, it's kind of like the Eric July model. It's like, that's all over. That's all done. That is, that is dead on arrival. All that stuff. That's, that's gone. Go, go find good comedy. Like it, it's, it go find good entertainment. It's there. It's out there. It, it, and it's articulate too. It's not like, it's not like it's uh kind of like, you know, it's not like it's me, some startup YouTuber, you know, like these guys have been doing comedy for 15, 20 years and they're fucking killing. It's there. It's right there for the taking guys. It's right there. You know, you don't need to black pill yourselves out of enjoying life because it's like, there really is some good entertainment from funny creators. I don't know. That's my two cents on the issue. Oh my god, the chat is lighting up. You see this? Woo! It's like a it's like a slot machine. Just golly, gee whiz. <laughs> um I should punch my roommate in the mouth. No, I don't want to do that. I feel like that might raise tensions, Papa. I don't know. Call me crazy. If I punched my roommate in the face. <laughs> it might create a tense household, Papa. Uh they are not weed treats. I do not give my cat marijuana. Marijuana. I'm not looking at that. So I'm not saying that one since dildo. You're disturbed, ma'am. If you want your pet to listen to you, get a dog. Listen, I'm not saying I want him to. I'm not, I'm not demanding commands. I just don't want to be woken up at six in the fucking morning. That's all. It's not that much to ask. That's a pretty low bar of demands. You know, Um Tis a good intro, but no, it doesn't match the show. No, it doesn't at all. Maybe I should tweak it. I don't know. I'm just proud of it. I think it's really fun. I think it's cool. But I don't know. What else am I going to do? Me me saying funny things? <laughs> Luke, me as a table? I guess maybe like some of the table stuff would be funny. Not that I really want to dredge that up. I really don't want that associated with me directly forever. I don't mind if it's a joke and a meme and a reference, but if it's just like, hey, I'm the table guy. <laughs> That's not really the brand I'm trying to build. <laughs> not really. Uh, Man of War, roommate, is that more coded language? No, I'm heterosexual. And so is he, okay? And don't read into the fact you've never seen my girlfriend. All right? She exists. Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you. Wow, Papa Cotton. I had a roommate that had an I had an altercation with a firearm firearm over cat shit. It got out of hand because of the cocaine, though. <laughs> Sounds like there's more at play than just the cat, Papa. I don't know. I'm not sure. A, a firearm? Did you kill someone, Papa Cotton? Did you murder someone because they had a floofy little cat you didn't like? <laughs> you shouldn't confess to that. There's no statute of limitations on murder. <laughs> Fucking hell. Jesus Christ. 
Where's his body work? Yeah, exactly. Um, if anything, there's too many comedians out there. Really are. There's a glut, an absolute glut of comics. It's too much, and there are too many podcasts. It's very true. It's very true. But I've been doing this for three years, so I'm like, <laughs> I'm established. I I'm not like an upstart desperate to communicate like, there is too much honest to god i see it in reels i see it all over i'm like uh, what am i doing <laughs> why why do i want to be just more noise in the world but i'm glad you're here to be watching the mf for podcast because i do enjoy doing this a lot it's super fun the newest kill tony is crazy rick flair walks off the show that's pretty cool that's pretty cool that whole that whole uh format though makes me a little anxious I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I love the idea of just destroying new comics, but I don't know. Shane's there. Some really good comics. So, you know. Competitive knitting would give comedy industry a good run for its money. Yeah, sure. I don't listen to the radio. Who does? Who listens to the radio? I don't know. I don't know. Hello, Zach. Good to see you, my friend. Good to see you. Um, all right. Let's get into some fucking news. Hello, Keely Chow. Good to see you, my friend. Parrothead. Hail, hail, hail. Um... Let's get into some news. I read this last night. I read this last night as I um, was after me and Vigilante Williamson show, the clueless anti-football, um, where we didn't really talk football at all. <laughs> no, we didn't. We talked quite a bit about the Barbie movie, how dystopic and hellish it is, um, culture war stuff. It was like an old episode of the Culture Crime Fighters, really. It really was not clueless anti-football pussies, even kind of. I think we mentioned football maybe twice. Uh, uh. Anyway, it's a good show. Go back and watch the, the replay if you're curious. Uh, I will be doing a very extensive Barbie review. <sighs> okay, I guess I'll just say it again because not everyone knows these things. I'm probably going to put it in the video too, you fucking Croatian criminal. So the obviously the Barbie movie came out and in my little sphere in Austin, there were a lot of lots of women who were like, gaga over this shit who are going nuts and then i see in youtube everyone hates it and i'm like there's some kind of disconnect here i bet i bet there's something in this movie that has there's something that they're not seeing or there's something that appeals to women that's like a little more i don't know like th th that's like opaque to like the conservatives or something i don't know i'm like there's got to be something here and Sentient Dildo in the chat, you know, for all the different streams I'm doing, started saying, oh, yeah, no, I saw it. It's fucking great. Greta Gerwig really knows what she's doing, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. Sentient Dildo likes it. I'm like, all right. So I'm keeping all that in my mind. Hello, Sammy Whitfield. Hello from Rumble. Thanks for uh, thanks for dropping in. Oh, and he dropped a dollar. Oh, thanks. Uh, totally agree with you, Matt. Totally agree with what you're saying. Some people choose to be blackpilled. Fucking I, fucking I, Sammy boy. Good to see you, my friend. Good to see you. Um. Barbie movie. And so I'm like, okay. And I go to watch it and I like, I end up watching it and I'm furiously writing notes as I'm like trying to come up with like the concept for the video and like critiques and like analysis, things that actually are good. And when it's all over, I was like, that was the darkest. That was a piece of shit. That was a horrible, horrible movie. And I see fucking sentient dildo in the chat of vigilante Williamson show. And I'm like, Hey, what the hell? That was garbage. And he goes, ah, I've never even seen it. Motherfucker. <laughs> He trolled me into watching that goddamn thing with like, I'm like, oh, you know what? Let me keep an open mind because since your dildo likes it, I tend to agree with his taste. Just son of a bitch. <laughs> Fucking worst troll ever. Uh, so anyway, 
I will um, I will be checking it. I will be uh, doing a extensive extensive review. Yes, Papa Cotton. Yes, that's exactly yes. My girlfriend thought it was funny too. My girlfriend sentient dildo said that if she could see you in person, she would high five you. <sighs> Gullible. What am I just supposed to think? You're all lying. I take you at your word. I don't assume you're just fucking with me, which I guess is really that is naive. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I will be doing an extensive review on that. Like, I don't know. I haven't started the script yet. I have like 20 pages of notes, so I will be writing, uh, I will be making a review on that, a critique, an essay. I don't know. I've got a lot to say about it. So that's on the way. God damn, Sanjay Dildo. Yeah, you're right, new bomb. You're right. All right. Anyway, so. After we did the show last night, I was looking for some articles and I saw this one, which I thought, ha, huh, interesting. SAG-AFTRA members vote overwhelmingly to authorize strike against video game industry. Now, I don't, I don't know much about the SAG video game industry relationship. My understanding is that like they definitely cast a lot of stars, a lot of professional actors. For instance, the guy who plays Jules Pierre Mao voices a character in Ghost of Tsushima. I mean, like Liam Neeson's in Fallout 3. Uh, John Doman, who plays the the police captain in The Wire, also voices the Caesar in Fallout New Vegas. It's like they definitely have like, like professional voice actors. But I also was under the impression a lot of that was non-union. I thought like, what, wasn't there like a big controversy years ago with like GTA 4 where all the voice actors were like complaining about how overworked they were and how hard it was and how little they got paid? I don't know. I really, I, I'm not really sure, but the video game industry is going to be going to be boycotted or struck by SAG, which I'm like, how much pull do they really have over that industry? Like in movies, you can't really make a movie without SAG, but you can still make video games without voice actors. Doesn't really seem like a smart play. I don't know. SAG after members have voted overwhelmingly to authorize a strike against 10 of the major video game companies. The vote was 98.3.32% in favor. Okay. Either the actors in the video game industry are always fucked over and there is absolutely no reason to do this or a lot of those people are completely uninformed because that is a gigantic margin and that's like suspiciously large almost everyone's like yeah fuck it i don't need to work like i don't know i don't know enough about it to really have like insight but i'm like that is a gigantic number that is a huge percentage uh, Newbaum says voice actors hate the fact that they pull in heavy hitters from Hollywood. Oh, fucking get good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Quit whining. God, everyone's got a fucking complaint. Everyone's like, mm, it's not fair. What are they supposed to do? Not make good content to give you a job? Just get good. A total of 34,687 members cast ballots representing a, vote, a voting 27.4% seven percent of eligible voters wait so thirty-four thousand people is only a quarter of sag aftra sag aftra has like a hundred and fifty thousand members 
Holy shit. That's a lot. I bet most of those are extras. I was I was SAG eligible like my first year or two trying to be an actor. And it was just from waivers on background stuff. It was like, uh, it was, it was like, uh, I just did like, there's a few, like if you do like a union job, but you're not union, you get a waiver. I got three of those. And so I was like union eligible, like almost immediately. And I hadn't accomplished shit. So I bet that's a lot of extras. That's probably a lot of background. I was not in the Film Actors Guild. The Film Actors Guild is not a thing, Zax. That was a joke by the uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker, okay? All right. Matt Feather. <laughs> Extras are in SAG, too. Yeah, I mean, not everyone, but you can get in there. They have to hire union regulations, so you have to hire a certain percentage of background actors uh, that are union. And uh, a lot of actors do it to like keep up their hours so they can get you know benefits and stuff like that. What a scam! Oh, dude, totally, completely, totally. It's it's all a scam. No one knows why movies are so expensive, and that's why they keep trying to find ways to like you know uh, get around all these tax breaks and go to different cities and shit because these unions just drag down the production costs so tremendously. There's really what else can they really do? They have to. They have to lower the cost because these unions, every every union demands unreasonable amounts of people on their set and representation and all this shit. It's it's crazy. The Guild's last strike against gaming companies in 2016, 2017 lasted 183 days. Did you guys notice a big blip, a big lack of games in 2016, 2017? Let's see what games came out in 2018. Just see how, how much it affected them. Oh, Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> Widely considered one of the greatest games ever made. Uh, Detroit Become Human, good game. Uh, Shadow of Colossus, supposed to be terrific. Mario Tennis. All right, not really necessarily. The Walking Dead. Yeah, they really, uh, they really threw a monkey wrench into what they're doing. Hitman 2. Forza 4, God of War, Super Smash Brothers. It didn't slow him down even a little. Hello, Lou Sassole. In the Film Actors Guild, it's a real thing. I was jumped in. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think, obviously didn't do shit. The Guild, meanwhile, has been on strike against film and television industry since July 14th. On July 14th. I'm going to meet my daddy for the first time ever on July 14th. It's the it's for the video game companies to stop playing games. Oh, get it? It's time for the video game companies to stop playing games. Wink. And get serious about reaching an agreement on this contract. Oh, Fran Drescher, you are articulate. The reason, the result of this vote shows our membership understands the existential nature of these negotiations. The existential nature? What? I don't I don't think that's what you mean. Existential. That's not what are you talking about? That's not, I don't think that's the proper use of that word. Existential. Of or relating to existence, especially human existence. Philosophy pertaining to what exists and thus known by experience rather than reason. Empirical as opposed to theoretical. Huh. 
That actually is the proper use of that word. That's not how I imagined existential being defined. Um, so the existential nature of these negotiations and that and that the time is now for these companies, which are making billions of dollars and paying their CEOs lavishly to give our performers an agreement that keeps performing in video games as a viable career. Look, executives get paid a lot. That's the industry. You need like a, I don't know. I don't understand how it works, but I, I'm pretty sure there's a market value to a CEO. And I don't think they're just like, hey, I'll give you money. You you know, like, we'll just collectively not pay these people. Huh, fucking awesome. Like, don't you have to be competitive? Isn't that why even, like, charities have, like, high-paid executives? Because, like, you need, like, that's a, there's a few, there's a small margin of the population that can do that job. And so you need to be competitive with your salary so you can attract top talent. Is that, am I wrong? Do I have that a misunderstanding? Or is it all a wide conspiracy to hold down performers? I don't know. I don't know. The Guild's board and negotiation committee had already voted unanimously to recommend the authorization vote, which requires 75% approval of voting members to pass. Today's vote, however, doesn't necessarily mean that there will be a strike, but rather gives the national board the authority to call a strike if negotiations fail to produce an acceptable agreement. The Guild and the companies will resume negotiations on Tuesday, and, that, and now that strike authorization has been approved. A strike could come any time after that. Does this actually affect the video game industry, though? That's my question. Like, I don't I don't know if it matters. Like, then there just won't be voice actors. I don't like are there union regulations for video games. I know there are in the film industry, but I don't know if there's union regulations for video games. So there just won't be voice actors or you'll hire non-union. I like. I know there's like penalties for being a scab, but there's just there's so many actors. You guys, the, the pool of talent. You can't believe how big it is. I mean, that's why I stopped doing it. It's like you're professionally paying, playing the lottery. You're just hoping you get picked out of like millions. And every single day in LA, just busloads of people getting off and joining the talent pool. People leave, but lots and lots and lots more people come in. I mean, it's the most oversaturated labor market I've ever experienced. And all right, so they'll hire non-union guys. The voice acting won't be so good, but look, I appreciate good voice acting in video games. It means a lot. I, I like it. But at the same time, like, I'm there to play the game. I'm not necessarily there for, like, great voice acting. It does lend a lot to the game. I'm not saying I don't appreciate it. But I don't know. I just, I'm just so sick of these, of these union people. Me and Vidge were talking about it last night. It's like... It's it's just it's the same people that were like, you know, joking about whether they could kill their uncle or their family if they voted for Trump. My Trump's my father's a Trump supporter. Can we kill him? Ooh, all these Nazis who were not getting the vax. It's it's just like you now you want us to empathize with you. We want, you know, in your fucking little fantasy land over there. Oh, yeah. I thought that was kind of funny in the Barbie movie. When they go to the real world, they go to Los Angeles. <laughs> the real world. Good one. Funny. Very funny. Good joke. I don't know. It's been nearly a, a year since the Guild's video game contract, known as Interactive Media Agreement, was extended beyond its expiration date. Let's see what that's about. The Interactive Media Agreement. I don't know anything about this. Why are you not? What the fuck? Oh, for Christ's sake. 
right, did I freeze? No, okay, cool. That was, all right. Interactive media agreement. Let's see what that is. SAG-AFTRA. Who is covered? All right, whatever. Production, working with non-union SAG-AFTRAs, post-production. Wait, I don't... What the fuck does this mean? The interactive media agreement covers interactive or video game programs where the viewer or user can manipulate, affect, or otherwise alter on a real-time basis the sequence or presentation of the program. Oh, oh, okay. That's them describing what a video game is. Okay. That still doesn't explain what, like, I just want to know if, like, the video game industry has to acknowledge this or they can just be like, nah, go fuck yourself. We don't care. These fucking unions, man. I don't know. I, I wonder I wonder if like if there were no unions, I wonder what it would be like in entertainment. Because for every single job, there are I don't know. I can't I I can't imagine for like crew jobs and writing jobs, directing jobs, but I know for actors, for every single role, there's gotta be tens of thousands of potential actors. There is no like the only reason the union exists is so they can control. Like they can control the wages and get actual like compensation because if they didn't have that, like they wouldn't pay him anything. They probably would. They, acting would probably be a pro bono job that you would just do to get like exposure because that's what you do when you're up and coming anyway. I mean, you work so many student films and independent shit that you don't get paid on. You get paid in food and footage. That's it. You just want the real. You just want the footage so you can build your reel and and you know hopefully have good marketing so that someone will notice you like that's that's what you're doing when you're pursuing it so if the if like hollywood like if they didn't have to pay people they probably wouldn't because there's just too many fucking actors i don't know i i i don't really have a like a complex understanding of economics that if you just got rid of unions like what would be the implication in like the entertainment industry but it'd be interesting to see what would happen you destroy a lot of people's livelihoods, but I don't know. Like my experience with all that was, was it was being gatekept by the union. Like if you're in the union as an actor, like a lot of advice we would get is like, don't join the union too early because if you're in the union as an actor, you can't do non-union projects. Like you can't do student films. You can't do any like, you and your buddies get together to film something. You can't really do that because that's technically a non-union set. So you have to like wave yourself out of it or something. You have to like communicate with the union. It's like organized crime. Like you can't just create something without union approval. And there's like, there's different tiers to get your production union. There's like SAG, like student film agreements and stuff like that. But still you have to get like their approval. You have to work with them. You can't just make something without them having like a say in some of the, the situations. So I always felt like the unions were really more of like a gatekeeping organization that kind of like held power over actors and their career. And I don't know. I never liked it. And it's expensive to join. The dues to join was like, I think it was like $3,000 or $3,500 just to, just to get in. And then it's like a yearly upkeep. And then you get benefits if you put in like a certain amount of hours. But, you know, that's hard to do. And that's why all those actors do background because that's at least work you can get. 
And even that's competitive. I will say, though, like background acting in commercials, you could make a fucking living on that. That's like if your face is shown in a commercial, your background, you're just one of the people in the commercial and you're in focus. You can get like ten, fifteen thousand dollars out of that. Just because your face is in the commercial. I knew this girl who like that's how she would always like hustle it on sets to like get her face on it. Which I don't think I would have like the gumption to do. That's just so pushy. But then like she's making like ten thousand, fifteen thousand dollars a clip. When normally, I mean, background acting is like I think it's non-union background acting. I think is less than minimum wage. I used to get for like some days are like twelve hours, and I think you'd get like seventy-five bucks, maybe a hundred. Background acting pays absolutely nothing. You do get fed. But really, you're just standing around for hours, hours and hours and hours and hours. And they treat you like absolute shit. They have no regard for extras. They just treat them like the unwashed, like filthy peasants who managed to get on this set. They hate, they hate background. They do not treat them nice. Ugh, I don't know. I don't know. Sentient dildo. Got to pay that protection money. You wouldn't want something unfortunate to happen in your career, right? Yeah, 100%. It really is like that. Did I say protection money? Uh, I meant to say union fee. Exactly. That's really how it feels. I don't know, man. It is so funny to hear the Hollywood industry talk about inclusion. And that is literally the most exclusive club on the face of the earth. You can't that, that you have to be allowed in. It's like a, it's like the, a big giant country club. You can't just show up. Even being rich doesn't get you in. They get you closer to the door, but it doesn't get you in. You have to like earn your way in. You have to like sneak your way in or know somebody like it really is the most. It's such a desirable organization because they have like so many beautiful women, so much exposure, so much money and everybody wants in. Every, like all over. I mean, you just th that whole town runs on that industry. Everybody wants to be a part of it. And they act like they're inclusion. It's the least inclusive community I've ever experienced. It's like just imagine when you were in high school and there was the popular clique, right? Like the popular kids and they kind of ran everything and they sort of were a bit tyrannical. And like they allowed people in, they granted them access and so on and so forth. It's that. On the highest possible level, the most exclusive, most elite group possible. And if you don't fit the criteria, <laughs> go ahead. Keep uh, keep paying for your headshots. Keep paying for your acting lessons. Keep doing that. But you're never coming in. No, we'll take your money. But you're not going to be a part of this community. You're not going to be a part of this group, this exclusive clique. Good luck. And they fucking know it. It's uh, I, I, uh, I have so little positive things to say about my experiences then. I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I took the risk and I learned a lot, but I, I would work these parties with the most exclusive, most elite members of Hollywood. Not exaggerating. Like I did parties with DiCaprio many times, all these elite people. And I'm in the room with them and I'm like, I don't, I wouldn't want to be a part of this group. Like, obviously it'd be cool to be like accepted in a really elite group. You know, it's like that. Uh, it'd be obviously for your ego would be, would feel cool, but it doesn't seem fun. 
they don't seem like the kind of people I want to hang out with, e even at that high level. Like, yeah, you'd get great. You'd get super hot chicks. Okay. But I mean, like, that's, I don't know, like without, without like the superficial benefits of it, like it doesn't seem fun. I'd rather sit at the fucking table at the comedy cellar anytime over being at one of those parties where everyone's just, Ooh. it didn't seem cool. I'm not just saying that because it didn't work out. <laughs> I genuinely felt that like, uh, this is the fruits. They sure are. You know what I'm saying? They are a bunch of fruits. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm saying this, this is the fruits of the, of your labor. This is what you get. This is the top of the mountain. I mean, granted, you know, DiCaprio's got a fucking 150 foot yacht off, you know, the island of Capri or something with like 17 supermodels. I mean, that does seem appealing. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know. It's just like, I feel like you'd have to be on guard constantly. Even among that community, like I feel like, you know, everyone's having like these phony conversations, like you slip up one time, it gets out. I don't know. It just, it, it, it really did not appeal to me at all. And it felt, a lot of it felt kind of gross. You're like, ooh, I don't like this. Don't like you people. I don't know. DiCaprio sneezed on me once. Uh, we never really had an interaction as far as I can remember. I don't think so. Other than that one time we played a, a that game of celebrity where I was invited to play with them. But I just happened to be at the table with him. He was all the way on the other side. He's very closed off as a dude. Extremely closed off. I've had way, way cooler interactions with like other celebrities that were just like they were like sitting there talking to me. It was like dope. DiCaprio, even in his even in his most exclusive. This was a dinner party. OK, there was like 20 people there, you know, tops. And even at that, he's wearing a hat and he's like closed off and goes into like his little corner of the place. Like he, even there, he's not like on, he's not relaxed. So no, I don't, I don't even think we ever had an interaction. <laughs> he never even looked at me. His girlfriend did though. Damn right. That one he dumped last year. Holy shit. That girl was beautiful. Wow. Goddamn. Uh, anyway, new bomb. You almost couldn't take anyone seriously in that situation. They all lie for a living. How would you know they are with, when they are actually telling the truth? Yeah, and like not, <clears throat> not ratting you out or, you know, like gossiping about you or any of that shit. Like, I don't know, man. That That's, you got to be a different kind of person. Someone told me a story about DiCaprio. Like, uh, it was after the Golden Globes that um, he didn't win. And the guy who did win was at the party. And DiCaprio wouldn't even look at him, like wouldn't even acknowledge this guy's existence. Like that's how like competitive he was. And you're like, Jesus, dude, you're DiCaprio. You won. But I guess you just got to be a different kind of person. I don't know. I don't I, I don't miss it. I don't miss it. I mean, obviously, I'd love for this to work out. You know, I've got some sketches and stuff I'm working on. I still am going to be like acting. But like I, having a career in that industry with them, like being my overlords, that seems like hell. That seems like hell. Absolutely a golden cage. I don't know. I got ogled by Nina Agdal. Nice. No, the other one. The brunette. I forgot her fucking name. I don't know if ogled is the right word. I think she was just flirting with me to make DiCaprio jealous. But whatever counts. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. What's the other story? Oh, uh, Rick and Morty season seven is on. The, is, on is coming out uh, mid-October. 
Now, I personally am a Rick and Morty fan. I think it gets a lot of like, a lot, especially when it's peak, it was overloved. Like the first season is hilarious. The second season is really inconsistent. Kind of all their seasons after that are pretty inconsistent. There's still lots of good stuff in all of them, but it doesn't deserve this like worship that it was getting. Like the first season was so great. And if they managed to keep that level, it really would be a, a fantastic show. But excuse me. But um, but at the same time, it gets like a lot of hate too, because the fan base is supposedly very toxic. Uh, and I guess I see that online, but it, I don't know. I feel like that's also overblown. Like, I think it just, it also gets like too much like scrutiny. Like it's, it's a pretty funny show and it's got a cool sci-fi backdrop. I don't think it really deserves much more than that. Like they do do some episodes that are kind of like emotionally complex. Like the one where Rick turned himself into a pickle. Like I read an analysis about that and how it's supposed to be about, he's literally pickling himself with alcohol and it's about kind of like family dynamics, which was like, Oh wow, that's pretty complex. And I like that in a show like that, you would just de devote an episode to like actually kind of exploring, you know, true, family dynamics and then but also like in this crazy rick and morty backdrop i was like that's i respect that artistically um but uh but like i don't know there's a lot of things too that it's just like it's just a reference to like philosophy or nihilism or some sort of scientific concept and you're then like i guess that makes people feel really smart that they knew what that was and it's like uh, okay who i don't like i don't know like it's it's a funny show. It's funny, but it's not like this irreplaceable masterpiece of a of a work that just like humbles me. It is genius. Like it's funny. It's a funny, goofy. I like the animation. I'm a sci-fi guy, so I appreciate them going into wacky universes and stuff like that. I also think like sometimes the writing's really lazy and they just like jump from a storytelling point of view into like the thing they're trying to like like the thing with the talking heads in the sky. They barely set that concept up. And they're just like, yeah, Rick and Morty have to make a song to save the... It's just like, oh boy, wow, what a stretch, man. But it's not like abominable. It's just like, that was in season two and that's when everyone was loving the shit out of him. Like, this kind of sucks. I don't know. Um, but uh, so the thing is, the reason why I want to talk about it is because season seven comes... And uh, there's like... Oh, Jesus. Um... And fucking Justin Roiland, the co-creator and the voice of both Rick and Morty, got into like some kind of sexual assault allegations or something like that. All of which he was cleared of. Nothing happened. But he did get fired from the show. Adult Swim let him go. Even though he's, I would argue he's more than half the show. Because I'm pretty sure it was his animations that started this. Like he did the Doc and Marty animation, which spawned the Rick and Morty show. Like I said, he does Rick and Morty. And he it's like a, a lot of his ideas. Like he's more like I like Dan Harmon's writing, but I think like Justin Roiland is this is more his show. And Dan like co-writes it with him. But he's fired and they're doing another season. Like, OK. Oh, wow. God damn it. Fucking. I thought you guys just weren't commenting anymore. Fucking uh, StreamYard just stopped getting my comments. So I haven't seen anything you guys were saying. <laughs> Sentient Dildo, I hated Hollywood, so I moved to Austin. That's right, baby. Woo, Texas. 
You can't take anyone like that seriously. Watch John Q and tell me you could trust something out of Denzel's mouth. Huh. What does that mean? Isn't John Q a movie? I don't understand what you mean by that. Oh, now the chat's back. Okay. Uh, Wook, you just hate him because he's a successful black man. Dude, big racist. We know that about Papa. Uh, the voices are off. Do the replacements. Doesn't sound the same. Really? Okay. I didn't notice that when I watched the, the trailer. Uh, Rick and Morty fans are super lame. No, I agree. Like people with like a Rick and Morty patch on their backpack. You're like, oh, dude. God, that's... It's pretty lame. Haven't seen a Rick and Morty ep in years. I still think they're good. It's just to me, it's a show that you should binge. You know, like if you, I was going to say turn on Max, but I know that's obviously a stupid thing to say to Sentient Dildo. Um, but if you just like were to binge the season, it's a fun, it's funny. Because it's like you don't, each episode doesn't have that much. It's not that important. You don't have that much invested in each episode. And then you get to really just kind of experience like this wacky world. And you don't have to wait for the next season or the next episode, I mean. Um, I still like Rick and Morty. I I do. I appreciate it. I think it's fun, but it's also incredibly overrated and also over-criticized. It's kind of how I felt about Dane Cook. Although I like Rick and Morty more than I like Dane Cook. But I felt like Dane Cook got so much hate and so much praise, neither which I feel he deserved. It's like, no, he's just a fine comic. He's not great and he's not horrible. He's fine. Why? I don't understand these two polarized responses to him. He doesn't deserve it. Now, I think Rick and Morty, if it deserves one or the other, deserves praise. But still, I don't think it deserves the level of praise it gets. It's a great show, but it's Jesus Christ. Calm down. Calm down. Uh, is he still making money off it? Probably. I don't think you can legally remove him as a creator. Like He might not get writing credits anymore, but he's the co-creator. The show's still on the air. You can't just like eliminate his residuals, I don't, I don't think. I don't know, though. It's a good question. Don't trust anyone who can cry on cue. I don't trust my ass, Papa Cotton. I can do that. I can cry. I can do it. Aren't you convinced? Why did I make it? Guys. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, if you can compare the previous season to the trailer, they are way off. All right, well, let's watch a little bit of the trailer then. I'm fine with that. I don't mind. Morty, I'm a leg, a leg, Morty. Hmm. Hey, look, Morty, I'm a leg, a leg, Morty. Hmm. It does kind of sound like him. I don't know. Thank you, thank you, Sentient Dildo. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's all I needed to hear. That's all I needed. A little bit of validation for my brilliant and complex talent. Um. Any progress? I found the version of me that killed my wife. You just missed it. I don't know. That sounds like Rick to me. It's a Motorhead song. I can't play that. I will definitely get flagged. Yes, thank you, Nuvom. I don't know. It sounds like him to me. Hold on. One sec. I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, look. Big mistake here. Who's ready? It, to me, it kind of sounds like him, so... That wouldn't take me out. Obviously, I can't play much more of it because of the fucking copyright. It's Motorhead immediately. It probably, I probably already got a notification. Um, but that, for me, as a fan, I wouldn't mind. I, I'm just wondering, like, the influence of Justin Roiland on the show. If he's not there, how does the show play? 
I'm kind of curious, you know, I still think it, I feel like it's fucked up. Justin Roiland probably shouldn't be here. And if I was a betting man, I would bet that Roiland and Harmon are talking about the show, like not in the writer's room, but I get, I would imagine strongly that Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland are still writing this show together. That's what I would think. I don't really know that for sure, but I would imagine that that's how it's going to go down because he didn't actually do anything, right? He got falsely accused. It sounds like he had an argument with his girlfriend. His girlfriend blew it out of proportion. He got cleared of all the charges. Nothing came of it, but he still got fired. So it's not like he's some monster you can't associate with. It's just Adult Swim. Hollywood industry, obviously, just overreacted and fucking kicked him out. So I don't know. Uh, first season without co-creators, Justin Roiland, no longer in business. Charges were dropped. Yep. Insufficient evidence. And so they haven't said who the replacement is. I don't know. A, a, a new voice or multiple voices can be heard in the trailer. And they just haven't, uh, they haven't said anything about who it's going to be. I don't know. Like I said, I don't care. As long, if the show, I feel bad for Justin Roiland. I don't, I don't think I'm going to boycott this show based on like Roiland not being there. That's, I don't know. Like, I, I don't. <sighs> Yeah, you bring him back. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I'll still watch it. I didn't have that much invested in it to begin with. So I'll still watch it. If it's funny, it's funny. If it's, uh, yes, exactly, Sentient Dodo, please burn him at the stake. Please do so. That son of a bitch. Um, I don't know. If uh, if it's uh, if it's good, I'll watch it. If it sucks, I won't. But I am kind of curious to see how it plays out without Justin Roiland. I want to see, like, that would, that would suck. If it like didn't skip a beat, you're like, oh, it just feels like another season of Rick and Morty. Like if it, it didn't have any kind of like noticeable difference, how much that would suck for Justin Roiland where he's just like, oh, my God, what did I even do on that show? I contributed nothing. Um, I don't know. I've heard I've heard things about the environment there, like some of that uh, the improv shit, which honestly, I thought really starts to get fucking lazy. And I got really tired of all the improv jokes like, oh, the floop de doops and the jarber jarbs. I just said a funny word. So now that's what it's called. That was funny like three times. But every single thing in their universe is named like the jerper jerps, the dupa loops, flarp and arp. We got it. And I can do that, too. I can just make up random goofy shit and make it act like I'm so irreverent. I'm such a good writer. That I'll just be like, ha, 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 isn't this funny that I didn't even think about this? Like, not a hundred times it isn't. It's not funny a hundred times. It's funny twice. Three times, maybe. But to constantly do it, you're like, oh, my God. I, I You know, and so they had, they had those improv episodes. And apparently the way they would do it is like Roiland would just get in the booth, get loaded, just drink like Carvassier and just get blackout. And then that's what they, and they would basically build the show around that, which like once was funny the first interdimensional interdimensional cable was funny and then i guess that was like a huge hit and so they kept doing it over and over and you're like uh, uh, i don't know that's why i stopped watching it weekly because it's like uh, if it's one of these stupid episodes i'm already out from the beginning i don't want to stick around and watch this whole crappy stupid ooh, ooh, I'll be away. there's a tomato monster and cats are coming out of the butt and then all of a sudden John Leguizamo shows up like okay I don't know I don't know why that's funny I mean I, I seriously what I just said like that could have been a Rick and Morty like bit and I don't I, I'll top my head I don't get it yeah like Pickle Rick 
actually I thought turned out to be pretty cool. I thought that episode was pretty funny, but I didn't like when it, when it was announced, I was like, are you fucking serious? Like this is with a big reveal. I'm supposed to be excited. And people were, I saw on social media, I saw on meme sites, people were like, Oh my God, can you believe what's coming? He's going to be. Okay. Why? Why is that funny? And why are you excited about it? Like, who cares? Like, all right, that might work or might not. What are they doing with it? And I guess it was pretty good where he fought like the Jaguar and it was like, you know, okay. It was like entertaining. And then it's all this kind of comment about his emotional, innov- uh, uh, what's in inavailability, whatever. It's like distance from his family and his refusal to deal with the problems and it's like okay cool like you know he went so far as to turn himself into a pickle and have this whole adventure than he would to go to therapy that's an interesting conversation i thought but well, as soon as i saw pickle rick i wasn't like oh my god this season's gonna be epic it's like who gives a shit oh my god absolutely sentient dildo 100 made it lame real quick zero to 100 real fucking quick well sticking with uh la because why not? I saw this article and I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, so it was the worst uh, tourist attractions in, uh, I guess, in the world. It was like the top rated worst tourist attractions, which I thought was pretty interesting. And I saw one on there that I was like, oh, yeah, 100%. That one is like, I lived in that city for years. I avoided that part of town like the plague. And I would see people from like across the country coming to visit it. And I was just like, across the world. And I'm like, why are you here, dude? Like, this place is like a sewer. It's gross here. Um, All right, let's see here. Fascinating map reveals worst rated tourist sites across the globe. And the results may surprise you. Uh, If you're strolling down the Hollywood Walk of Fame as on your bucket list, it might be time to think again. Because the popular hotspot running through the heart of Los Angeles has actually been ranked as the the world's worst tourist attraction. Hell yeah. Luggage, storage, locker, network, stash, or analyze a whole host of factors to reveal which sites to steer clear of on your next vacation. Include Google reviews, quality of local accommodation, distance from the nearest international airport, tourist safety, and TikTok popularity. TikTok, I don't really want to necessarily take that into account, but okay. And it turns out the famous boulevard is far from alone and being underwhelming as dozens of other attractions have also left visitors disappointed. Okay, dude, 100%. Hello, Morgan Holloway. Hail. Uh, this is... Oh, goddamn ads. How do I close this? Just click off it? Oh, no, that's just it. All right. Um, that Hollywood Walk of Fame is disgusting. It's disgusting. It's Hollywood Boulevard, which is like in the heart of, of Hollywood. And it is gross. Everything about that part of town is trashy. It's like dirty and like sticky and hot and homeless people everywhere, really ragged looking characters. And then there's all these like, in my opinion, mentally ill, like performers up and down Hollywood Boulevard that are like, it's Superman, it's Elmo, it's whomever, Michael Jackson. And they all have like, they all put out, they all radiate very crazy energy and like it's, they're not authorized or sanctioned. They're just people who are just there wearing a costume, acting like the thing. It's gross. It's also 
one of the most busiest intersections in in LA, <clears throat> Hollywood and Highland. It is nothing but constant traffic. It's dirty. It's loud. There's, like all the businesses in there are like just like really like gross. Like every time I had to be in there, I would try to avoid it as much as I could. You know, like there's a subway stop that gets off right there that I'd have to get on sometimes. But honestly, that place is a fucking sewer. And I would see tourists all the time from there. And I'm like, oh, my God, you flew here, spent money, <clears throat> stayed at some shitbox hotel so you can see this filthy street. And all it has to do, uh, <laughs> man, it sounds like the perfect launch pad for stardom. Yeah. And all, all, all you even see, it's literally just like these stars in the in the concrete. And it's like, all right. It's also like a busy sidewalk, so you can't really look at it. And then I guess out of like the Chinese theater, there's like the handprints and shit like that. But it's always so fucking crowded. You can't even look at it with any kind of like enjoyment. It's ugh, it's so gross. And also, did you know those stars, those Hollywood stars, you don't get like nominated for that. You have to petition to get your name on it. I was talking with some woman who was like a publicist or something. And she was telling me how her friend, like it was some star, I forgot, got their, got their star. And I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. Good for her. And she's like, well, we had to petition the city and we had to pay to do it. It's like, oh, well, that's a, that kind of like loses some cachet. Like LA is like that a lot. I, I was working at this restaurant and they called, it was at like the LA Times or, or LA, some LA weekly magazine it was something like that i don't know if it's the times necessarily but it was like a big publication in los angeles and they wanted to do a, were like would you like us to do a review of your restaurant and i was like wow that's amazing like i told my manager's like oh no 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 they charge you they charge you to do a review i was like you fucking lowlifes it's, it's just so like ew like ugh, there's so much about that city is just such a such a scam, exactly, Sanjay Delta. Such a scam, such a a work, such like organized crime. It's just, ugh, I don't know. The word you're looking for is seedy. Yes, yes. Adult theaters and peep shows all up and down Hollywood Boulevard. Don't remember if I saw that. It's just lame. I had to take that, that that road quite a bit, actually, from like the different places. I had to go up Highland to into the valley to get to my place a lot. And like it's I never had any interest. Like there's like Hollywood High School is on one side of the street. And then there's like the Ripley's Believe It or Not thing. It, it, and there, there would always be this one building on the northeast corner that was so gross. It looked like I don't even know what like homeless hotel and all these just really gross looking businesses just stuff just stuff you have no interest in stopping to see at all and i never did like there'd be times where i'd go to like a bar or something uh, you know like a few blocks down on hollywood boulevard that was like a cool tiki spot or something but no one spent time around there it's, it's disgusting least popular landmarks from around the world pier 39 in san francisco the hollywood walk of fame the Great Smoky Mountains National Park in Tennessee, Bush Gardens, Disney's Magic Kingdom, the Palace of Versailles, huh? Tate Modern in London, the Grand Bazaar in Turkey, the Forbidden City, the Great Wall of China. That's underrated. That's overrated. Wow. The Taj Mahal. Wow. I kind of want to read about this. All right. The Forbidden City. 
Forbidden City is a sprawling imperial palace complex in the heart of Beijing. It was commissioned in 1406 by Emperor of Ming Dynasty and so named because across the because access to the area was barred to most of the subjects of the realm. But it's, despite its long history, it seems it leaves much to the imagination. Among Google reviews, people wrote that tourists had expected more, being left extremely disappointed for how boring the inside of the place was. Another simply branded was repetitive and expensive. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that. I mean, I don't know what I would expect. It does look cool. I don't know. Boring? That kind of sounds like stupid people. I don't know. Hard to say. The Magic Kingdom. Wow. 4.41 out of 10. Damn. One of the most visited amusement parks in the world. With more than 17 million people attending in 2022. The theme park consists of classic attractions, enchanting fireworks, musical parades, and a whole host of Disney characters. But it seems many visitors to the land where fantasy reigns were actually left in disbelief. The recurring issues around were around price and costs. Yes. With one Google review summarizing most of the complaints and one writing terrible, overcrowded. There's not even a space where to sit and eat. It's not possible to ride anything because of the lanes. It's just a terrible day. I've never been to Disney, but I hear with Disney, you kind of got to know how to do it. I guess the people that really like to go, they go for, for what's called rope drop, like in the beginning of the day. So they drop the rope like and open the park and that's how you get in and you have to like plan where you go. You have to have like a whole strategy. I don't know. I have never, ever given even the mildest shit to go to Disneyland, even before Disney became woke, even before any of that, like I never cared i don't know like I'm, I'm not that charmed by disney stuff it doesn't really seem interesting to me if i'm going to go to an amusement park i'd rather go to one with badass roller coasters or cool water slides i don't know it just seems fucking lame i wonder if matt had a favorite corner you know zax you think you're funny but you're fucking not okay that's not funny i just expressed how much i don't go down there why would i have a favorite corner this guy what the fuck they think that have strippers at the Forbidden City? Yeah, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Ah, new bomb. Off season, non summer is the best, and it is still chaos. Yeah, I believe that. I have no interest in going to Disney World. What about Euro Disney? Sentient dildo. That's closer to you. Isn't that like in Paris or something? I don't know. Who cares? I don't even know what the appeal is. I guess if you're a kid, I can understand wanting to go, but it does just seem like it's constant hordes of people. Also, like, the kind of people I don't really want to spend all that much time with. And it I can't imagine, like, <clears throat> it's cheap. Like, the Universal City, like, Universal Studios at uh, in, in Los Angeles, I'd been there. Like, a friend of mine, she had access. So, we had free tickets and fast pass. So, we didn't have to wait in line and we didn't have to pay, which I was thrilled. Because if I had to do either one of those things, I would have been fucking furious. Like, the whole, like, the rides suck. Almost all the rides were so lame. They're all more just like video things and you, you move like, ooh, it's not all that great. I think one of them was cool. For the most part, they stunk. And everything was so fucking expensive. And there was nothing charming about any of it. Like the Harry Potter world, basically every single thing there was just a store where you could buy merch. And then same thing with Simpsons Land. You go to Simpsons Land, you're like, oh, it's Moe's Tavern. And you could actually buy beer there, which was the one thing I found value in. But then you go to the Quickie Mart, it's literally just merch. They don't sell like anything. It's all just more cheap, overpriced merch. And you're like, this place sucks. The food sucks. 
we got one of those giant donuts. The the Homer donuts had like three bites. I mean, it, it's terrible. I was like, what is this place sucks? Like, I was so happy we didn't have to pay to get in because it's like, oof, no thanks. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Morgan saying, fuck Disney. I'd rather go to Universal Harry Potter. Let's go. Sorry, Morgan. Yeah, no, I was just, uh, please enjoy it. If you enjoy it, I thought it fucking sucked. I was not, I was not impressed. Uh, Nubon, that's the point. It's all about the money. Yeah, I know. But why are people just giving them their money? I don't get that. Like at an amusement park. Okay. I understand. It's like, or when I went to the Dallas game the other day, I know everything's going to be overpriced. I get it, but I'm seeing the most popular sport in the world. And I'm also seeing like, we have the most popular, but the most profitable. And it's like, you know, it's, it's the most viewed sport I think in the world. And it's like, you know, you're going to this cathedral of football, you know, ooh, go Jets. Like, I, I know what I'm doing there. At least I'm, at least I understand the transaction. When I go to Universal Studios, it's like, I thought this would be fun. I'm just going shopping for shit. Why? Who's that for? I'd also go to theme parks are weird. Sorry, but it's true. I don't mind going to, I'll go to a, like a theme park. I'll go to like a, like amusement park rides, you know, roller coasters and shit like that. I'll do that. I don't think that's weird at all. Fucking water park. Hell yeah. That's a fun day. Sneak in some tequila, get loaded. That, that rules. Um, but there are those, those Disney adults I do think are fucking weird. I used to date a girl in LA who was one of those people. And I was like, that's your end of that. I was like, Ugh. I find that very, very, that's a big turnoff to me. You go there, wear the fucking mini ears, Ugh. grow up. I don't know. That's weird to me, but I've never gone. So maybe it's like the best. I don't know. Sorry, Morgan. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to dash your hopes. I didn't mean to dash your hopes. <laughs> That's right, Man of War. I'm a classy hole. <laughs> it worked at upscale establishments such as a manhole cockpit. <laughs> oh, you guys are the best. Best people ever. Adult Disney adults give me the ick. Me too. It, it, it weirds me out. I don't understand that. Why, why are you into that? Disney adults. That's the weird one. It's so, I don't know, creepy. Really creepy. Great Smoky Mountains. You know, look, we're going back to the lists. You know how much we love lists here on the Foulball Productions. Uh, the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. The world right now, what's, what's the problem? Not everyone agrees. A recent visitor argued, don't waste your time. I'm a huge supporter of our parks, but this is the worst national or state park I've ever visited. An absolute travesty. You cannot find a more poorly operated national park in the U.S. Oh, it looks pretty. That's a national park. Those are usually great. They don't really get specific as to why it sucks. So, all right, it just sucks. Post Adventura World Spain consists of six worlds and a single destination. Claims to be the first theme park in Spain. It's got 40 rides. We came here to have fun and relax, but it's no fun at all. Elaborating as further why she slammed the staff. It's impolite and unfriendly. Claims it smelt like a sewer. The queuing system was strewn with litter. Endless disappointment. All right. I won't go there. I mean, those roller coasters look fucking awesome. They look fun. Nice loop-de-loop. -loop, cool angles. I don't know. I like that. Pier 39. Oh, I bet I know the problem with this. Located in San Francisco, the iconic Pier 39 is a 45-acre waterfront complex lined with restaurants, shops, and independent attractions. It also offers stunning views of the Golden Gate Bridge, Bay Bridge, and Alcatraz. But it seems not enough for some. Big disappointment with one Google reviewer elaborating further. It has become so smelly and dirty over the years. Yeah. Uh, also, others criticize the place as a whole, right? San Francisco is no more a safe place to live, visit, or tour. Yeah, it's probably disgusting. It's probably just, it's, and it's also, those places get so over-touristy. 
There's the Santa Monica Pier in Los Angeles. I went there once, one time, and it's just ew. It's it's got tourist trap all over it. You know, you fly from across the country. Ooh, the Santa Monica Pier. I've heard about Santa Monica and music, and it's just like dirty, crusty, cheap shit food that's really expensive and just tacky. Ooh, Hollywood sign. It's just really lame. All that shit. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not surprised by that. All right, let's scroll through the rest of this. Everland, South Korea. Okay, the Great Wall of China. What's wrong with the Great Wall of China? That's what I want to know. There were throngs of people pushing and shoving to buy tickets and huge queues to get on the wall itself. Ah, expect, expect to spend a few hours in the heat among thousands while standing. Oh, wow. That is a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, goddamn Mongarians. Goddamn Mongarians. Uh, the Mongarians show up in uh, Ghost of Tsushima. So dope. You guys should play that game. That's awesome. Fushimari Inari. No, Fushimi Inari Tashi, Japan. It's a shrine. Not a serious place by a mile. We didn't spend long here. It's like sardines crammed with tourists. Poorly designed. Looks pretty. These are so not. I want a little, little more details to why they suck, though. These are. This is a really like. Is there another article explaining why they like? They're just sort of glossing over it. Local net storage network. Is this the? I just want to know. Like, I just want. Here we go. The world's worst. Oh, wait, this isn't helpful. Oh, this stinks. They don't really explain. I just want to know why. That's all. Where is it? Oh, whatever. All right, I'll just scroll through a few more and we'll move on. Um, okay. This one. Ocean Park, Hong Kong. Absolute shit. <laughs> all right, don't go to Ocean Park because it's absolute shit. Victoria Harbor in Hong Kong. Not certain where people will come to view this thirdly. This wait. Not certain why people would come to view this before a third candidly said went around in circles. Not much to see. Yeah, it looks fucking pretty. I don't know. Go get some Chinese food. South Korea lot world. I don't know what that is. All right. Never seen so many people in such a tiny park. Bush Gardens. That's interesting. What's the problem with that? This place is dirty and full of attitude from the catering staff. Animal enclosures are disgraceful. Okay, and it's Florida. Don't really want to waste any more of my time reviewing this shithole. Uh, do something else with your vacation. 4.2 out of 10, or 4.52 out of 10. That's really bad. The Taj Mahal. Wow, look at that rating. That's terrible. Taj is a bit cliche. Once you've seen the photos, nothing really extra to see. I mean, that worth, this game is worth seeing. I don't know. A lifeless celebration of death with the experience being exa exacerbated by haggards who will haunt you like hyenas every step of the way. That, I believe. I believe that firmly. God, that is pretty, though, huh? I don't know. The Grand Bazaar in Turkey. What's wrong? I have, I have to be completely honest. I was really looking forward to seeing this place. I was really let down. I thought the variation of things was poor. More importantly, the attitude of the seller just annoyed me. I don't think I'll ever go back. Full of fake goods, no, goods, nothing has price displayed. Sellers aggressively pestering to the point of being rude. 
Isn't that the whole point, though? Isn't it like the bazaars where you haggle? Isn't that the entire activity? You're supposed to, like, haggle with them? I don't know. And then the walk of fan. Yeah. The area is awful with aggressive street sellers and other half dressed with trousers around their knees, shouting and swearing at passersby. Famous stars are surrounded by mobile burger stands. Save your time and give this a miss. Now, that is good advice. Do not go. I do not recommend going unless you want to point and laugh. <laughs> it's just a bizarre three out of ten. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's interesting. Morgan Holloway says Japan. Speaking of Japan, Studio Ghibli has its own amusement park. That's pretty cool. I'd go see that. I'd go ride the giant insects from Nausicaa. That would be fun if that's a thing. I don't know. Yelp reviews from stupid rich Americans. Okay. I think that it was an aggregate of a bunch of different things. I mean, look, they're right about the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I've never been to any of those other locations, so I really can't comment myself. But the Hollywood Walk of Fame stinks. Santa Monica Pier stinks. So maybe I imagine Pier 39. It's in San Francisco. It's probably gross. It's probably heroin needles on the ground. I'm not shocked at any of that. Um, all right, let's. What else can I do? One last. <laughs> um, let me say, I got a few here. All right, let's do this one. This sounds like a fucking sketch. <laughs> this sounded like a joke to me. Like I read the details of this, and I was like. What? <laughs> that sounds like something someone would make up. Um, well, what do you got, Sencha uh, Dota? What is this? Oh yeah, I heard about this. All right, let's let's look at this because I heard about this, but I don't know anything about it. But I remember like there was all the memes were going around. Conservative Twitter, conservative Instagram was all about, all on this one, and apparently Canada like genuinely celebrated like a nazi i i didn't i didn't know anything about this papa <laughs> gotten a quick check of the poop map we'll tell you not to go to frisco yes do not uh okay yeah this i'm kind of curious let's see what this is all about in the chamber today ukrainian canadians ukrainian canadian world veteran from the second world war who fought the ukrainian independence against the russians and continues to support the troops today even at his age of 98. Hey. Yeah, who fought the Ukrainians and the Russians? Not the Allies, you jackass. <laughs> Do you not know that? <laughs> are you not... Are you not aware of the history of World War II? Like, the whole thing is that Russia won that war against the fucking nazis are you are you serious he's an ss member oh my god dude <laughs> this guy's a real hero he fought the russians what a fucking idiot and they all applause the allies didn't fight the russians you jerk off they were on our side till the war was over Look at him. Look how gleeful he is. Oh, standing O. A standing O. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. That rules. Look how long this is going. Oh, that is terrific. Oh, my God. It's still going. Still going. 
His they just... name is Yaroslav Hunka. And uh, I was going to say he's in the gallery, but I think you beat me to that. <laughs> but I'm very proud to say that he is from North Bay and from my riding of Nipissing to Miskaming. Wait a minute. He's from Canada? And he was such a dedicated Nazi, he betrayed his country, who were allies. Canadians did fight in World War II early, I think. I think ahead of us and ahead of the States. So he was such a dedicated Nazi. He betrayed his country, which which is called fucking, um, um, not tyranny, what's the word? Uh, traitorism. He's a traitor. And goes and fights for the Nazis and was so good at it, he went up to the officer's rank of SS. Wow. <laughs> and they applaud him. He came to, oh, he came to Canada in 1949. Okay, I thought they said, oh, he moved there. Okay. Oh, okay. So he, okay. So he fled, fled persecution, probably, probably fled, uh, not persecution, prosecution, probably fled being, you know, hanged as, a, as some kind of a war criminal. And they're applauding him. No one in that room is aware of the history of World War II. No one. Was there a single person sitting? I don't see a single person sitting down. This woman over here appears to not be applauding. applauding. Nope, wrong. Nope, she's wringing her hands. I don't see a single person sitting down. Does that, do you mean that no one in this room is aware of the history of World War II? Russia? And who fought Russia? None of you know that Russia was part of the Allies in World War II. All of you hold seats in government, and none of you know that? That is disturbing. Oh, he was on trial, but there wasn't enough evidence to convict him. Okay, look, I don't know the, this guy. Maybe he was a good Nazi. But he sure as fuck should not be applauded in the Canadian Parliament as some kind of a fucking hero. This is so fucked. Bro, it's the current thing, mind virus. You're not kidding, dude. That is insane. Oh, wow, bro. That is other level. That is other level. I didn't understand what, what I heard the story I thought it was going to be something like one of those Azad battalion guys or something like one of those kind of like white supremacists, like Ukrainians that they were applauding. No, no, a literal, not a hyperbolic Nazi, an actual true blue SS Nazi just got applauded in the Canadian parliament. Wow. Wow. And none of these chuckle fucks knew that he who fought the fucking Russians in World War II. That is genuinely disturbing. Is from North Bay and from my riding of Nipissing to Miskaming. Another round of applause. He's a Ukrainian hero, a Canadian hero, and we thank him for all his service. Thank you. I am absolutely floored by this oh another standing ovation another one 
Nobody knows. Look at this guy over here. Over here. He's like, he's probably like, uh, I think he's a Nazi. The Russians were our allies in World War II. Look. He's leaning over talking to him. Wow. He's still applauded. Maybe not. Look, there's some old men in that room, dude. Th that. They said it is 90s, Zach. So he was like 96 or something like that. That's, 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 wow. That's upsetting. <laughs> that's hilarious, but also really concerning. Like that, that's fundamental history. That just happened. World War II isn't even 100 years old. That's pretty recent history. It's the, wor the world's largest conflict. The most, the worst thing that's ever happened to the, hu to humanity. And they don't have the most basic understanding of who was fighting who. Wow. We're fucked. <laughs> we are fucked. These are the people in charge, dude. Oh, my God. I don't think they were giving him an award just as much as acknowledging him as a proud fighter of Russians. Wow. Now, I, I don't... I don't know my history all that well. So as my understanding is that back then, Ukraine was part of the USSR. I don't know. I, now I'm curious about the history of this guy in particular. Was he like, because maybe, I mean, he's an SS. I don't know how you defend it. But maybe if you're a Ukrainian, right? And Russia has, I mean, the famine that was taken out against the Ukrainians under the USSR was absolutely horrifying. I mean, it was like one of the worst things I've ever heard about. And if he was a Ukrainian and he's like, these guys are going to war with Russia, maybe I'll just join them because, you know, fuck Russia. That's understandable at the time, not in retrospect, but at the time I could maybe understand that. But now, in 2023, you can't applaud him as being a hero. I mean, I it's hard to say who was worse in World War II, the Russians or the Nazis. I mean, it really was the worst. I mean, they both just committed so many atrocities and so many people died. And the Russians were bad before World War II. They were bad after World War II. Like, they're not the heroes. They won. Certainly, they won. But... And we, they, you know, it was like the lesser of two evils for us to align ourselves with. But I mean, they're not good guys. Certainly not then. I don't know. That's complicated. But I sure as fuck wouldn't bring him up in the parliament and be like, look at this great, proud, badass Nazi. Holy shit. <laughs> That's fucking insane. <laughs> That's insane. That's insane. I can't. Sejido, yep, the Ukrainians got mass murked by the commies during the Holodomor. Holodomor. I don't know what that is. So they joined Germans to get revenge. Enemy of my enemy and shit. Yeah, I mean, look, at the time, honestly, I get it. You know, like, 
the the fucking famines that they would do, like because you had to bring all the grain into Moscow and then they would distribute it and they didn't distribute it back to the Ukrainians. So they starved them all to death. I mean, the the, the atrocities are, are horrific. So I can understand being a Ukrainian person at the time being like, well, fuck these guys, whoever's against them. Fuck, I'm fighting with them. So I can understand that a little bit. But now you can't be like, rah, rah. Wow, that is holy shit. But he didn't join the regular army. He joined SS. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He wanted like, yeah, those guys are they're They're like true blue. They got a skull on their fucking hat. Skull and crossbones. They're the bad guys. <laughs> That's fucking insane. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, well, thanks, Sinjin Dodo. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh. But uh, all right, well, then I guess we'll just do this last story and then I got to get out of here. I got to go to fucking work. Um, this is this is a story I saw in the Daily Mail. It's like, this sounds like a sketch. Speaking of the Germans, white neighbor and German shepherd owning woman hosed down prominent black do- doctor and their dinner party, dinner party guests in plush NYC suburb because they were too loud. Okay, so the story here is, Apparently, I, I don't know. I didn't verify it. It's the Daily Mail. I'm taking it, you know, with as much credibility as I give the Daily Mail. But apparently, this white woman of German descent took to her neighbor's house with a German shepherd and a hose to silence a bunch of black people dining too loudly. I mean, that's a sketch. She's of German descent. She brought a German shepherd and then hosed down black people. That's a fucking sketch, man. That's like too wacky. That's like so many stereotypes wrapped into one. It's farcical. It's like, are you fucking serious? I don't know what happened with this, but I just, the, the, just the players involved. I was like, I'm sorry, what happened? Uh, also, though, this guy, Dr. Eves. Dursarel was the first U.S. physician to receive a COVID vaccine. So I'm not exactly on his side in general, but what the fuck? <laughs> Rose Book, Rose Brock, a German national, denies, denies the allegations and rejects any characterization that he is racist. <laughs> Bro, you're not doing yourself any favors. Walking over there with a hose and a German shepherd. Bro. <laughs> Sex. That's not the point, man. It's not the point. It also, it was only like 10 o'clock. It wasn't like one. It's like 10 p.m. Fucking loosen up. They're having a dinner party. He's a doctor. How loud could they have been? It might have been, it might have been annoying. It might have been loud, but it was, it was like 9:50. This person went over there and did this with a German shepherd. Not like she owned a German shepherd. She walked over there with her German shepherd and hosed them down. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, you couldn't make up something that fucking absurd. Like, that is crazy. Jesus Christ. I don't really have much on that story. Just that I thought the players involved were effing hilarious. <sighs> All right. Well, 
That, folks, is going to do it for this episode of the MF Podcast number 33. Thank you very, very much for watching today. I really appreciate it. I hope that the rest of your day goes great. Thank you all for uh, for hanging out, watching this with me. I had a really good time. Uh, next week, I believe I will be back. Let me see my schedule here. I think it's Wednesday next week. Oh, this can't be. What the fuck? Hold on. Let me just give, give me one second here. So I can be sure of when. Oh, great. August. Thanks. No, this isn't helpful at all. All right. I think it's next week. At, I should have this ready to go. I'm not a very responsible broadcaster. I'm sorry. I suck at this. Yes, it'll be next week, Wednesday at 1. Next week, Wednesday at 1 for the 34th episode of the MFR Podcast. But thank you all very much for watching. I really appreciate it. You guys are great fucking people. Such a diddle. Thanks for doing a little producing on here and letting me know how fucking stupid everyone in the Canadian Parliament is, as if I didn't already know that. Um, you guys are dope. Man of War. Hail, Central Dildo, Hail, Papa Cotton, Sax, all you good folks, New Bomb, Morgan, everybody who hung out and watched today with me. I really feckin' appreciate it. You guys have a great day. I'll see you in the next episode. Peace out. Thank you for watching. Please press like, subscribe, and have a wonderful day.